If I had a nickel for every anime in Mecha Month where minorities were used as nameless dogs of war for the elite and given a district number as a derogatory name, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. We watched 86 and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, Weeb of All Trades, and your R&D best friend with sometimes amazing cooking skills, PJ. And me, a super cute cat living the life of luxury in an internment camp, Skylar. And joining us today is our dear friend and newest member of the Academy about to find out the truth about the 86, Lauren. Hello, my favorite number is 17. Which, you know... Mine's 46. Mine's 38. There you go. We all have favorite numbers. You know, it's a weird thing that humans do where they pick a favorite number. (laughs) Well, everyone, I think, has a favorite of everything, right? Like, I have a favorite... Everyone has a favorite color, a favorite number. A favorite letter. There you go. Yeah. My favorite letters are... I don't have a favorite letter. Oh, mine's always been L, for obvious reasons. I mean, I guess X. Oh, X is pretty sick. It's the coolest one. X is yeah. the coolest one. It's X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Just like Lauren's <laughs> about to give it to us with her prediction on 86, which is our Gold Star anime for the month. Again, Gold Star animes, meaning that they uh, uh, were highly acclaimed anime in the year that we are covering, which is 2021, and uh, would be in a best of list, but fit in better in a different tier. Clearly here, 86 being a mecha anime. So it fits in here, but it is a gold star for being of such high quality and of renown. That does not necessarily mean we will like it, but it means that it was generally liked. So Lauren, tell me, once you saw that name, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's 86. Right. Uh, what yeah. did you think this anime was going to be about? Okay. So, well, we have 10 more trombones than we can handle in a big parade. And shout out to all of my musical theater nerds out there. Um, So you know how steampunk is a world where we imagine what life would be like if we never evolved past steam technology? Um, Industrial revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, what would technology look like if we didn't get the tech boom in the early 90s? So the year we didn't progress past is going to be 1986. So we're going to be in a modern society that we're looking at a world where technology didn't go past the 80s. And so these big robots are going to look hella clunky and way too big than they need to be. be super vapor wavy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it. it's going to be more of a, more of an artistic piece. But um, yeah, so not steampunk, but tech punk. <laughs> I'm surprised you went uh yeah like for the decade i don't like before watching this anime i never even thought about like the year 1986 <laughs> as the possibility for the name for this but that's a really smart idea oh thank you yeah that's uh that's immediately where my brain went was well 86 was at one point it was a year it's been a year a couple you, times over you know so. by porge orwell 
by George Orwell. George, George Orwell? That's 1985. No, no, George Orwell was dead by the 80s. George Orwell was alive, oh. though. Oh, I was going to so say, sorry. George right. Orwell right. wrote 1984. And you would think his name is uh, like George Orwell, but with a P at the front? No, it's porch Orwell. <laughs> porch Orwell. How are you feeling Are you today? stranded on the porch or are you stranded in the well? <laughs> There you go. Someone get lassie. (laughs) So once you saw the poster, uh, tell me what did you think this anime was going to be about? Were you like, yep, that's that 1986 technology. That's that 1986 (laughs) technology baby. Well, they look more militaristic than tech. So um, I decided to stick with my tech punk theory, TM, TM, TM. But we're... We're very clearly at war, right? I mean, I real that's quick, kind of can like... I say, 1980s punk like it exists. It's called cyberpunk. This is a thing. Yeah. Well, I'm calling mine tech punk because cyberpunk is taken. But there, there is like techno punk too, though. No, that's not techno she, punk. Techno punk. Nope. No. See, there's no tech punk. Not right. techno no punk. T- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, the way you're explaining it, I'm just thinking of, like, what the doc looks like from um, Back to the Future with his, like, (laughs) future shades, and he's just, like, running around in a panic. (laughs) We gotta go to the future. Yeah, that's a vibe. I like that vibe. So, anyway... We're we're very clearly at war, which is like the vibe for Mecha Month, right? Like we're just we're fighting something always, and not um, a reflection of society at all. What? No. How? Why would you say that? Real life does not influence (laughs) media at all. Not at all. I am saying this group of humans is humanity's last hope against the other bad country that we're fighting, whomever that is. Someone not someone not Japan. I don't know who it is yet, but we're gonna be finding out. Um, the so, bad men. The bad. The bad men. The bad men. Ten. The bad. And bad men. Eighty six. That's the uh, organization. There's ten of them. The bad men. Ten. The bad, the men, bad 10. men. The bad women. The bad. The bad non-binary. It's all good. See, it's all it's all connected. So this is our our last group standing, the last people that we're sending in to just finally finish this war. Um, we have another very flowy haired lady in the background, similar to the episode last week. Um, but this time she has silver hair and she's in a very, very classy uniform. So I'm saying that she is the general of the troop. Um, she is very, very good at her job. She's very efficient and has a way of like translating what like the big the big wigs and politics are saying to like the people who are down in the trenches. Um, I think she's going to be not in the trenches as much though. I think she's going to be more in like the, the political sector, like trying to figure out how to win the war mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. like the control rooms. And like, she's the one in the control room, right? Where you always have the cut back from like the big mecha fight to the control room. And she's always going to be in there. So then moving on to our people who are in the brown uniforms, the black haired man in the center there holding his pistol. He is the best mecha driver in the group. He's not one to play by the rules, so he's a little bit unstable, but he definitely he's got guts and he gets the job done. So he's the best one on the team, but he is going to be kind of reckless. Um, moving in a clockwise motion, I'll go down to this blonde gentleman he is your quiet tech savvy man 
He's a decent pilot, but he really shines when he makes these mechs run very smoothly. The redhead is the driver who has lost everything. Like she lost her family. She lost all of her friends in this war. And so she is like very unflinchingly loyal to this group and is very desperate to not leave anyone behind because she's like already lost so much already. So I think she's going to be like the heart of the group. And similar to that, the purple haired girl on my right, I guess all of our rights because we're looking at the poster. um, She is the Sunshine Optimus character. She's very soft and she's the one who's like asking what everyone's going to do after the war is won. And she's the one who's like thinking they're going to survive this. And the rest of them are like, oh, sweetie. Oh, honey, that's not going to happen. But, you know, she's not going to give up on her her views and hopes that they'll survive this that's good i like that good for her you need you always need one and then the green-haired man he looks like he has green hair to me he is the second in command of this group um the black-haired man is the like the commander of this group when they're in the field and the green-haired man is his second this is the goose to the maverick you know it's mm. means like he's honk, probably honk. <laughs> honk honk motherfuckers um <laughs> And since he is Goose, that probably means he'll end up dead. Um, But he's even a little more reckless than the black-haired man. He will, however, follow orders. The black-haired man's going to be like, no, I have to do this because it's the right thing to do. Whereas the green-haired man is going to be like, okay, well, they told me to stop. So I guess I'll stop. But he's going to follow the black-haired man probably to his death. That's my guess. Yikes. Yeah. And then these machines at the bottom, the spider... The spiders with the, like, big old guns on the top of them. I said that they're the enemy we're fighting against. So those are, like, that's the... the No, those are the shuttlecock from the Batman 10. Mm. See? There you go. Got it. All in one. I just thought they were spider scorpions. Nope, they're the shuttlecocks from the Batman 10. That's it. That's the tweet. (laughs) Is that... Is shuttlecock the thing in Batman? Badminton? Yes, that's the joke I've been making. (laughs) Way to go. <laughs> I need to finish my coffee. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, Susie said, I was just like, wait a minute. Wait a I minute. Was, There's I something just going on Batman. here. Hold on. I suspect something else is at play. <laughs> <laughs> so, April Fool? No, joking. Not April <laughs> So, the, the shuttlecocks from the Bad Men 10. Those um those are piloted by the enemy, and those are the mechs that our our group is going up against. I'm sure that they either discover a mech that's like been long since dead or like hasn't worked in forever, and then our blonde haired smart boy is gonna be like, Oh, I figured out how to make them work, and then that's how they get like humanity's last stand against these shuttlecocks. <laughs> I'm not going to call them anything else now. That's who we're fighting against on the bottom. And then we have our heroes up at the top. That is my guess for 86. Honestly, it's great. And then PJ, I can't stop now that I understand the joke. See, I I just thought you were making a reference. But now that I understand the joke, I keep trying not to laugh. That's a fantastic joke. Good job. Thank you, PJ's funny sometimes. (laughs) Badminton. Damn, I'm sorry. Wow, that was literally like five minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tam. That was really funny. I'm glad you finally got the joke, Skylar. And I'm glad I finally understand what this anime is going to be about <laughs> from Lauren's very accurate prediction. Uh, very uh, so accurate. Yeah. And let's see just how accurate that is by moving on to watching episodes one and two of 86. So we're going to do that and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of 86. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? I got some things very, very right in my prediction. And then I got Mm -hmm. some other things very, very wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really, really liked this one. Um, Something about the storytelling, even though it was a a similar vibe to other mecha animes I've watched so far, it felt different somehow. I was talking to PJ that like episode one went by so fucking fast. So fast. I blinked and it was and so over. so much happened in it, too. Yes. I know, but it didn't yes. feel like that. And no. PG was like, that's the great thing about great storytelling. You just, very sagely. Right, yeah. PJ's a yeah, very sage individual. Whenever I'm not on the podcast, I grow a <laughs> six-foot-long beard. I wear and robes. And his eyebrows expand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my eyebrows expand <laughs> to basically become part of the beard. And then I just sit there and offer sagely advice to anyone, any travelers who happen to be traveling by smoking a long pipe he does yeah you know so i don't i i can't confirm or deny because like i've never been able to necessarily find anything right but i'm surprised that when you were trying to figure out what 86 was about you didn't think of like the term 86 to 86 something yeah i considered it but i couldn't come up with any storyline with it so i was like i'm i can't do that that's not going anywhere in my brain 1986 and then a whole story came out so i was like well that's that's it but i yeah. did consider the like the 86 command to like get rid of something or take them out see at that point I w- no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just gonna go with what my prediction would have been <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> prediction it was correct and the best one no, it I been wrong, but based off of 86 i would have thought it would have been about like assassinations oh because you're gonna take people out because oh, you're exactly because you're 86 ing them yeah could I... you have a mecha assassinator Assassin? You easily could. There's I just so, thought there was 86 they're people. They're so big. You have to have a person piloting it. Yeah, How? but if everyone is also piloting mechas, if you're just assassinating other mechas. Oh my god, is this that one game? What is that one game? Is it Among Us? No. Among Us? <laughs> Among Us is the one where everyone's sus and you have to suss them out. And yeah, then one of you them playing them. around and murdering everybody and you have to fight yeah, out. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, that's, that's what you imagined? The, yeah, this is the Among Us mecha anime okay you know what yeah before there was among us there was town of salem kids go play that game Skyler was obsessed with town of salem but i'm obsessed with talking about how we got to this point with 86 (laughs) hell yeah because there's only 86 people all right so 86 is based off a light novel series by asato asato that was published in ascii media works from february 2017 to the present with a current 11 volumes a manga adaptation also by asato ran in young gongan magazine starting february of 2018 and is still ongoing with three current volumes there are two spin-off manga operation high school which is a spin-off where they are in an alternate reality where they are not at war and are all just in high school <laughs> and run through the battlefield which is a little bit more serious along with a pre- series fragmental neoteni the anime was directed by toshimasa ishii and was done by a1 pictures for tokyo mx running from april 2021 to march 2022 for 23 episodes 
With that, let's get into episode one and two. The Republic of San Magnolia has been at war with the Empire of Giad for years. However, thanks to both sides using unmanned drones to fight, the Republic boasts that they are fighting an ethical war since no humans are actually being killed. However, in reality, the Republic's juggernauts are actually secretly being piloted by humans called 86s from the Republic's unofficial 86th district. Major, Major Vladlena Lena Milize is a handler and officer in charge of commanding 86s in battle, though she has a reputation for treating the 86s as humans. One day, Lena is suddenly appointed to be the handler for the prestigious Spearhead Squadron, made up of the most elite 86 pilots. However, the unit's leader, Shine Shin Nozen, known as the Undertaker, has a reputation for destroying handlers, as every handler that has attempted to command him has either requested transfer, retired, or even committed suicide. Meanwhile, on the front lines, the pilots of Spearhead live life as the best they can, while taking personal glee at tormenting every handler sent to them. However, during one battle, one of them is mortally wounded, and Shin lives up to his name by mercy killing him. Later that night, Lena contacts Spearhead and introduces herself to them. One week later, Lena assumes command of Spearhead. One of the Empire's legions sends an attack wave towards Spearhead's position, forcing them to mobilize and counterattack. Lena witnesses Shin's battle prowess as he single-handedly destroys the legion's most powerful units. Afterwards, Lena attends a history class for handler recruits where the teacher explains that since it is the Empire is wiped out by their own legions, and the legions have a set lifetime, it is predicted that the war will end within two years when the legions automatically shut down. Lena then takes control of the lecture and reveals to the students that during the war, the Republic revoked all citizenship and human rights to the nation's non-Alba population, people who do not have silver hair and eyes, and forced them to pilot their juggernauts. Since 86s are no longer considered human, their losses are no longer considered fatalities. Lena stresses to the students that 86s are humans and should be treated as such. While this angers the government monitors, Lena is confident that her uncle can protect her. When speaking with her friend Annette, Lena says she has a positive impression of the Shin despite his reputation. That night, Lena continues her daily conversations with Spearhead, and the unit begins warming up to her, especially Shin, who is briefly seen smiling for the first time, and that's episodes 1 and 2 of 86. This is literally me fighting with PJ about the Google in her home, where he's like, the Google isn't real. I'm just like, there's little people in But there. it's not literally, <laughs> because it's not the same at all. <laughs> Listen, it's all technology is always listening, right? It just it's real in my heart, PJ. Always is. There's not peep. There's not physical people in it. You don't know that. I, Have you I opened up one? guarantee that there are not there physical are people not inside of our physical Google people. Wow, are you part of the republics? You're like, there's no humans in there. I think there are humans listening on the other end, but there's not humans inside the technology, Skylar. So this anime is obviously it's really good. Like obviously, so good. It's storytelling is very interesting. I love this, you know, this kind of premise. And, you know, it's not it's not the first anime in any regard, but even this month where we've seen the whole like the minority group is basically used as like pawns of war. But that's mm-hmm. just real life, right? Like that happens all the time. Yeah, you think of like blacks who fought for the South uh, during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. You think about it in a lot of places, right? Like there's a lot of, especially in a conquestual society uh, in a, you know, there's a lot of like, if you fight for us then we'll let you be treated like a human, which mm-hmm. is, you know, terrible what happens in attack on titan right no i mean it happens in a lot of things it happens in attack we talked about this a lot we talked about this already in our code gas lucia the rebellion episode because it happens there too yeah like, you know like it is a common trope but what i really kind of love take wise from 86 is it kind of does something that i i mean i don't really know um what like race relations are super duper like in japan but this made me think a lot about america and like the white savior complex 
Oh, yeah. Oh. Definitely. <laughs> I was thinking the same oh thing. Oh, my God. Because she has this very, like, white savior complex where she's like, oh, I get it. I'm with you guys. Like, I'm not I like know what the struggle girls. is like. I changed my profile picture to a black square, like BLM forever. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, there's not, she's not taking any actual action to help them. You no. know, she's, yeah, she's just in essence treating them like not like, tr- like pigs and treating them like people, but like, that's the bare minimum, you know? It is. And, yeah. You know, she thinks she's, like, on this, like, righteous journey. But at the end of the day, she's not doing anything different with them than the others are other than being like, hey. How are you today? How are you today? Right. It's very much like, you know, it's so performative in a way. But, like, I mean, she has good intentions. But you can tell, like, they're very much like, okay. Like, and I, you know, I appreciate the student who's like, okay, are you fighting actually in the trenches with them? Like, are you, like, actually out there seeing this? Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, that was a really great moment because she was like, she was saying all these true things, right? Where there are people inside the mech and we have to treat them as people. And they are, there are casualties in this war. Don't let what the government's saying fool you. But she gets shut down by just that one simple question. And I love that question that can just like topple an argument that people have been like building up over time. Yeah, she's basically doing hashtag activism, you know, like. (laughs) Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it's basically thoughts and prayers, right? She's not doing... She has actual power to not necessarily change the system, but at least, like, make... Start start doing something, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all she really does is go around being like, did you know that they're people? And, I mean, she's saying this to people who essentially know that. And then that's the end of her contribution and again mm-hmm. it's just like saying hi once in a while it it's it's very much like the the ally equivalent of a pizza party you know <laughs> yeah i i mean there's there is some value in her at least saying something yes i'm not saying that her her purpose is completely negated no no, no that's not it's what i'm clearly saying like i think and you know the purpose of this story needs to be her and it's clearly setting up those seeds needs to be her realizing that this isn't enough like just treating them like people isn't like the noble act she thinks it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. she's gonna have to learn to do more and she's gonna have to act on that knowledge like mm-hmm. all like true all allies activism. eventually have to like come to that yeah yeah it's one thing to realize that what you've been taught is not the truth and to make that conscious effort of unlearning the bad things you've learned and learning the truth and deciding to do something about it. But it's that actually doing something about it that matters most. Right. I'm excited to see that journey for her. Yeah. And like PJ said, they're clearly setting it up, right? So you have her and she's already, she knows what's up and she's speaking out against all the bad things that are happening. But now she's, she's going to have to actually probably go out there and fight with them. And I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens potentially. In the future. I want to know about that silver-haired girl in um, the Spearhead, like, squadron. Like, is she, like, quote-unquote, a half Yeah, I was going to say, she's mixed. Okay. Because she had, like, more purpley tones to her hair. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no. That was wild. The... I mean, a very clever way to do a racism, like, trope. I I was... (laughs) When when I was watching it, (laughs) I literally was like, hmm... 
It's a lot of people with silver hair. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's on purpose. Oh, I see. <laughs> Skylar having a lot of realizations this podcast. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Hmm. Um, I like that he keeps books in the fridge. Shout out to Joey from Friends who keeps The Shining in the freezer. <laughs> Not that, I mean, it's clearly not a working fridge, right? Because they're in an internment camp. But right, I I always love a character who's reading all the time because like, that's what I do. So when he's not driving <laughs> the Mecca and he's just hanging out, I'm like, that's, that's it. That's my boy. Do you know what was really interesting? Mm. Um, that I guess the Republics can't really get eggs or dairy, but like the internment caps do have access. Well, I mean, to it that. makes sense if you're essentially like completely walled off from the outside world. Like you don't have access to a ton of things, but if you're just out in the fields, like right, it's it makes total sense. Yeah, it seems right. like they had like livestock, and they clearly have the ability to farm. So yeah, they would have very fresh ingredients there. Good for them. Yeah. Do, do you know that, like, for the most part, you don't have to refrigerate chicken eggs, but in America, they take off the wax so that you do have to refrigerate it so that they go bad faster, so you have to buy more eggs. Well, that's a little bit of a misnomer, <laughs> because it's not like they do it so that it it's a cleaning standard, right? It's like pasteurization for milk, but for eggs. Like, yes, in Europe, you could buy non-pasteurized milk, and you could buy non processed eggs and you can treat them differently but in america we have these very specific cleaning standards and again that's not to say that they're the correct cleaning standards right like that may be a very like imperialist or you know not like like singular view of how food should be treated but mm -hmm. it's not like they're doing it just for like the benefit of capitalism it helps but like the situation is it like Oh, ha ha ha! Can't wait to take off this wax so you can't store these eggs. You it's, fools! Yeah, PJ's wait. <laughs> PJ's working for big refrigerator capitalism. Wow, that's that's it. He, and he doesn't believe that there are small people in tech. So, like, who? Yeah, what PJ, is that's the truth? So fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Skylar, they're not there. I really, I promise you. <laughs> Have you looked? Have you looked? You can look me in the eyes right now and say you've looked. I will. It will be a lie, but I will say it. They're like they're like little borrow uh borrower sizes. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Those the teeny tiny people that steal buttons and stuff. So remember that anime we watched? So remember that anime <laughs> we watched? Um, I really liked the the art style for this anime. Um, I loved the the dichotomy between like the walled off, really elite world, and then the internment camp. They were, oh yeah, yeah. The the it balance between stunning. the two was just, yeah, it was next level. I loved it. And yeah, their backgrounds. I find it very interesting, like from a conceptual story element that. And I mean, right, who knows if it's true, wink, wink, right? Like, who knows if it's true that this is the real case? But it's so interesting that the concept is the other country actually did develop these AI robots, unlike the mm -hmm. fake AI robots that we're using, which are just manned robots, but that the robots essentially destroyed all of humanity in that country. Mm -hmm. And so now the war is just going to keep going on until the robots essentially run out of power. Right. right. Yeah, that was really or kill interesting. All humans. Well, do you guys think it's true? 
Do you guys think Which it's part? just like the the whole like the war is going to end in two years because the robots are going to run out of power and there's no one no. upkeeping them? You think that, that that's a lie? Not. That's a conspiracy? No. But you know what? I think like it would kind of have to be at least partially correct right. in so much as if if you were using that as your big company line to the masses to like keep them appeased, the second those two years were up and that didn't happen, they would be able to like you'd have riots, you'd have uprisings, mm-hmm. right? Because like they'd immediately lose face in their government so i think if that if they were lying they would have given themselves a much larger timeline Mm. or even just started coming up with new lies like oh my god the ai has learned how to increase their lifespan or something but the fact that they're so steadfast on this concept i think like there is merit to it right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think so too that's what happens when like um you live in a society where you guys are always the heroes it's just like a lot of like jerking off your own dicks like just like we're the best we're right and like uh the other country all died because they're not as powerful as us and we will be finishing this war so soon because we're the best to the point where like even in the lecture hall he's like yeah you guys don't really need to do a whole lot there's just two years left so like do your best, but then it's going to be over <laughs> and we'll figure out what to do from there. Which, like, right, at that I mean, point, it's very why... interesting because, like, it's also, I, I think it's also partially like a critique on like drone warfare. Mm-hmm. I think I saw the statistic, I can't remember the exact statistic, but drones have made war so much more violent and bloody because, well, theoretically, the ideal behind adding drones to war is that you lose less human life mm-hmm. because you know that their drones people like countries don't care about casualties elsewhere they care about casualties at home right they're casualties of their own men so rather than it being like cool we have these drones that means less people get to die on the battlefield the logic is like cool i get to like use the drone and go ham because i'm not going to lose one of my soldiers like i think it was something like um like because you know like um attacks have to be like sanctioned and approved i think mm-hmm. like twice as many attacks are, were sanctioned and approved post like the introduction of drones because like it's just so much easier to be like yeah just go send in the drone like and do it like yeah it's so much it's such an easier decision versus if you have to sit there and be like oh it's going to be human life that we're sacrificing it's like is this really worth it right you start asking those questions because human life is inherently sacred but Mm -hmm. if you don't if you take human life out of the equation at least the human life that matters to you it's so much easier to make that call right it's true yeah absolutely and i mean you can see that perfectly in this one when they um passed a law that said anyone who doesn't have silver hair is not considered a human therefore they don't get any rights <laughs> i bet all the hair dye sold out so fast <laughs> <laughs> but if they can't get eggs and like dairy imagine how hard it would be to get hair dye that would yeah. you get kicked out real quick hair dye is all pigment which you can make from like flowers and herbs and which stuff they can't get they can't. so many of these things they're just Skylar. like a, they're in a city no they're, i mean like before they were oh did they not have any foliage it didn't look like foliage? it all was foliage. Fo- foliage. Foliage. <laughs> foliage. <laughs> it's, it's half nature, half tinfoil. Oh my god! Um, it looked like there was some, but it was all very like industrial, right? So it's like a tree in a little tiny pot of grass. Yeah, and, like it, it just felt yeah. very like the society that they live in is very hyper futuristic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
everything's super shiny. Exactly. Yeah. So I just don't think they have a lot of those resources. I don't think they prioritize those resources either. Like, because clearly, like, if you wanted to set aside li- like land for farmland, you could do that. But they're mm-hmm. like, no, we can create the artificial stuff. That's so much easier. You know? Right. Yeah. Doesn't taste as good as we all know. And it tastes as um, unimportant in times of war. That is true. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. No big news for the main feed, but a heads up that we are currently unable to post to our Patreon due to some backend issues. We are working to get this resolved, and as soon as the issues have been corrected, we'll be posting the scheduled concept that fell off schedule. That means as soon as we are back up and running, which will hopefully be soon, we'll be posting our Summer 2022 Kawaii Desu Season Preview, our Puella Magi Madoka Magico Reduce Redo, and our Kawaii Desu Archives Guest Episodes. And I guess if the issue persists long enough, also our July Kawaii Desu Wrap-Up. But hopefully not. Keep an eye on our social media for the announcement of when those will get posted, but if you just want access to our extensive back catalog of Patreon episodes, find us on Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, especially for bearing with us during this hopefully very temporary hold. Starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone, though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magic Girl Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums. And our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. Shout out to Superjack for leaving us a review on the iTunes. It means a lot. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Mecha Month with Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan. Now, back to the podcast. What I really like about this is, like, the mechs aren't, like, a traditional-looking, like, Gundam. Oh, they these, were like, cool. Little, yeah, these, like, spider-scorpion robots were very, like, Ghost in the Shell uh, Tachi Komos, is that oh. how you say? Yeah. Yeah. Not nearly as cute, but um, I did, I really liked, first of all, I liked that the, the first episode was just all of this, like, setup and world-building, and then the second episode is where we got the the first big mecha fight. I mm-hmm. thought that was great and it was worth it, right? That first fight right. you see was so fucking cool. And yeah, I love the movement that these mecha have. I love how the humans are utilizing them. I thought it was great. It was a great scene. And the animation Honestly, on yeah. the on the mechas is very interesting because it's clearly like CGI, but mm-hmm. it flows very well with the art style that they have. Like right. it doesn't Agreed. feel like egregious. Separate. Like you know, like oh look at this bad CGI fight scene, you know, mm-hmm. or like um, <laughs> you know, you have like the traditional anime art style, and then you do a cutscene to a scene where they clearly put all their money into that one thirty second shot, right? And it's like semi-CGI and then you go back to the traditional art style and it's so different this flowed extremely well yeah we love consistency and you know how much I hate when because too much CGI looks like a video game cutscene and I fucking but I also don't mind if it's like consistently just CGI yeah like I yeah I just don't like when it it switches back and forth in an egregious way right um but yeah like the fights are very epic like you clearly Mm -hmm. see the the like war prowess that Shin has and you know you have 
all of them being very smart tacticians clearly these are the best of the best right because all the 86s are just given numbers and they're only given their call sign if they are considered like the elites Mm -hmm. but i mean that's like its own separate problem right like that's part of the like um you can't just be not racist you have to be anti-racist thing Mm -hmm. she treats them like people but she never takes the time to learn their names she just still calls them by their call signs their call signs yeah she's still treating them like she's essentially like it's such a such a leap like in terms of like stuff but she's essentially using their slave names right like Mm mm-hmm um like Mm -hmm. that that's not his his name isn't undertaker his name is shin but she calls him undertaker you know and she never asked she's never like hey what's your name by the way like which like she might in a future episode if she but but if she was such an ally like he'd be like hi i'm undertaker she'd be like but what's your actual name yeah but like like, what's your real name yeah that's true yeah again it's that like she's she's like the white girl who just met her like first black people at college and it's like oh my god my parents were really racist i'm so sorry and but then like still has all the ideals and still benefits from the systems in place and has everything else still attached to it but they're like oh my god i'm not racist anymore you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. just because they've they've realized what they've learned was wrong that's all they need to do yeah exactly it. i mean yeah. it's a hard lesson it for is a hard too. lesson to learn but right it's as a minority like i can tell you like i don't care about the lesson you learn i care about the actions you take after you learn the lesson mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's what's more important you know and that's where she that's a step she hasn't taken yet not yet hopefully Mm-mm. she does like essentially it's like wow you did the hard work of realizing i'm a human being a plus. like what Slow are you gonna do clap. about it now exactly Slow clap right and like i mm-hmm. like when they, like she's like trying to be like hey guys I get it. And you just see them all in the camp just like rolling their eyes. I know. Like, like making faces at each other. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. She gets it. Clearly very rough. Like you just see like the casualties come in left and right when like in the other units. And clearly these guys are very like capable, but you still get like very sad losses. And, you know, I like that yeah. Shin carves out a piece of each of their mechas. Ugh, I was just And like writes their names on it. Like it's such a beautiful thing for His him to box. remember them by. Ugh. It was full, full of mecha pieces with all of those names of soldiers and people and friends that he had lost. And ugh, it was so it was a really powerful moment, even though it mm-hmm. didn't it wasn't gruesome, you know, but you still felt the weight of all of that loss. It yeah. was yeah. ugh, it And, was you know, it's, it's very much like cap, like keeping dog tags and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? right and it's essentially mm-hmm. in a war where they're not given dark tags because they are nameless i mean literally they're, like, they they're call not them humans pigs. they call them pigs yeah oh my god that that man that had been like killed and was out there with a sign on his neck just in the internment camp oh, i thought that was a mannequin is it a mannequin i think it is a mannequin okay okay because like was... it's, it's essentially Ugh. like an art piece because you have like the very godly looking like alba like albin like art on the wall mm-hmm. and then there's like the mannequin of like a dead 86 or with a with a sign that reads pig on it yeah like and it's like essentially like that. an art piece uh ugh. that yeah. was that was rough they showed it to you a couple times and i think even in like the intro and outro and i was it's like definitely oh, in okay. the credits yeah <laughs> okay yeah 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 so i was like that's I mean, don't get me wrong. It it gets the job done. But every time you see it, at least for me, I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, 
poor the poor people in 86 i love it though yeah no i i really liked it again the story was very compelling it brings mm-hmm. up a lot of very good points mm-hmm. the animation is very solid mm-hmm. the action is very good but it has a lot of weight like as you're seeing these fights like especially because they are fighting like this kind of name like a literal like unthinking enemy unthinking unfeeling enemy it it feels scary like you're worried for them right like Mm-hmm. there's a lot of good storytelling again like that's, that's all i'm gonna say like they give you they do such a good job of answering the questions of their world naturally mm-hmm. yes i mean even in the middle of the battle when things are like at the heat and it's intense lana's trying to do her job and shin's like cut that shit out they're gonna pick yeah. up on this shit you can't do that that was really great too she, ugh, yeah I loved it. Simple storytelling, but very effective storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, she's not like other commanders. She's, she's not, not like, like other, other commanders. She knows that they're people <laughs> that she doesn't have any official names for. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we do have official names for? The songs mm-hmm. in this anime. <laughs> so let's talk about the music of 86. We're talking about that OP and ED. So our OP for 86 is 3 Bun 29 Byo by Hitori. Lauren, what did you think of that intro? I thought it was really great. It sets the tone very, very well. There's some great storytelling even within the the opening credits. It definitely, yeah, it, it gets you ready for what you're about to see. I thought it was a good, good opening. Yeah, I really like this OP a lot. Like, obviously, um, for like a heavier anime, you're always like... It's, you know, it's very easy for them to go with something very, like, dour, which is, mm-hmm. like, totally yeah. fine. But I I like, I, in general, like that this anime was still very fun at times. Like, yeah. you have the dark moments, but you also have, like, her, like, enjoying that piece of cake. And you have, like, <laughs> them, like, being in this internment camp, but, like, eating these omelets and all feeding a little piece to the cat who's just living a life of luxury. Oh, the I little kitty. that cat. And he's, like, long white socks. Yeah. Uh, so like Aww. you know like there are moments of levity in this like and i think mm-hmm. that's what makes it even more like consumable but like i think this intro is a very big part of that too because the intro is like dark but it's like it's like it gets you hyped for the show very much so like the visuals are very like you know dark and it's like this intense battle scene but the song is very like it, you know isn't like fun but it is like a very like high it energy song upbeat. yeah 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 oh, i yeah. agree high energy is yeah. perfect no yeah. i i really loved it it was a good time yeah no i really like this intro mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely a bop uh but let's yes. talk about our outro which our outro Ooh. was avid by sawanio Hiroyuki and mizuki Silent haze got me, got me to lie. 
Lauren, what did you think of that outro? You love to hear a lady power ballad. And um, this was it. This delivered on every level. It was very heartfelt, very emotional. And it has the perfect like undertone to, yes, all of yeah. these terrible things are happening, but there's still people underneath and in in the Mecca. And I thought it it mirrored that perfectly. I this is it. where the, the like dourness is. Mm-hmm. So which is nice because, mm-hmm. again, it does show like this is a serious thing and it is a sad and scary thing, like reality for these people. Yeah. Very much so. I also, I mean, like, like a dislike, but like mostly like, uh, I also like that the outro is basically just two images. Yes, that was it. Like, there's not like, it's not like super complicated. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton of visuals, but it paints the picture it wants to. It's not this dour energy. And it at first shows like one of the, one of the mechas like in a war zone, like with like a red light glowing on it. And then it has like these like blue and then it cuts to like these blue flowers in a mm-hmm. vase. Like, and it's, it's, I don't know. It's very like hauntingly beautiful that it's just these two like still images. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, like it makes you, it makes you think about what you just watched. Right. Whereas some outros when you're watching it, they can help be a little bit more of a distraction or a little bit of that traditional come down that they have after an anime but this like just seeing those two images and hearing the music it really makes it's so much more impactful to right yeah to have all of it set in yeah this is this is a really amazing outro and like Ugh. it's it's definitely like up there in terms of quality agreed as someone with adhd just having to look at two pictures was fantastic well let's talk about what else might be fantastic by moving on to our segment what modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros so lauren why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with three bun 29 bio which is our op this one was really really rough for me (laughs) i am not at all confident in my choice i think you should be no well just just wait um (laughs) But I ended up finding someone that I think has a decent vocal match and uh, like a hint of vibe just for like spice, you know, I ended up going with the raconteurs, their song Steady As She Goes. Yeah, I don't think this is as bad as you're making it out to be. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely like obviously like not the same. Right. But I think you're capturing that like the high intensity moment. Yeah. Ironically, for a slower song, because Steady She Goes is mostly like a pretty slow song. It is. The slow moments don't capture the same slow moments that the Rebound 29 BO do. But the high intensity matches very well. But I get it, right? Like I mostly also went for the high intensity part and kind Mm -hmm. of ignored the rest. I think think the Raconteurs were a good choice for it. Thank you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like it. Um, I went with... Um, again, that same high intensity part, mm-hmm, trying to find mm-hmm. a match for that. And I don't think my choice is much better uh, at all. So that's why I was like, I don't think you should feel that bad. Um, I, went, <laughs> uh, I went with Fall Out Boy, um, specifically, ah. specifically their song, I Don't Care. I think this is perfect. Hell yeah. yeah hell yeah. It's this fantastic. is great. Yeah. Yeah. You should have more confidence too, PJ. I, I just think like, again, it, it understandably, it's just not going to. It doesn't capture those very soft moments from the intro. It just captures right. those higher energy moments. You know, this this intro like has ups and downs. And so it's hard to pinpoint one person who could do it besides the original band. Yeah. But, right. um, you know, we both went for the same part of the song. And I think they could both do it. Yeah. I'm curious uh, what Skylar went with. Yeah, me too. So... It's really interesting because I kept telling PJ, like, 
the the music like in the background sounds exactly like something else like the same like progressions and like sound effects Mm -hmm. and i was just like i just have to figure it out i figured it out it was (laughs) it's the intro to bungo stray dog so i couldn't go with it (laughs) like literally if you listen to them both side by side like the background music's so it's funny you went with Fallout Boy because so did I. Oh, what song did you go with? I definitely think you probably picked a better song, but I went with EXO by Fallout Boy. So I think this is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Agreed. we were with so Fallout Boy is a good choice, anyways. But I think the song <laughs> has some down notes that are kind of equivalent to Three Bun Twenty Nine Bo's slow notes, but definitely mm-hmm. like Fallout Boy at their high intensity matches Hitori's intensity very well. I agree. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I think. I mean, clearly, I think Fallout Boy is a great choice because two people picked it, and I, I think both of these songs are good representations. And of the, and I mean, the record intro is, is same era, same genre. So yeah, all in the same playlist. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're all perfect. <laughs> all right, so then we're, let's move on to Avid. Lauren, who did you pick for that song? This one was also pretty rough for me because I kept finding artists that ticked some boxes, but not all the boxes I was looking for. So I ended up picking someone who came the closest. Um, I went with Jan Arden, her song, Could I Be Your Girl? I, you know, I don't so, think it's like a bad choice. But I just not don't think a it's a very one. strong choice. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think the vocals match up, but I think the vibes are definitely there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the vibes mm-hmm. are a little more dated in Jen Arden, obviously. Uh, but I see, I totally see how you got to this. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. it's a little bit, a little bit more like modern melodic. Sure. And even by yeah. modern, I just mean like 2000s. <laughs> yeah, Jan was definitely dated. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's a bad choice. I do think Jan's vocals are definitely a much deeper register. Deeper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say a that... Richard tone. Yeah, but I mean, like, not even to say, like, that that's not a, a way to go because, like, I don't think... I think I definitely struggled with this as well, so I'm not... I don't think you're going to have, like, a particularly, like, outstandingly different choice. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause well, I, then who did you go with? I went with um, a fan favorite on the podcast because uh, I ended up going with My Immortal by Evanescence. Oh. oh, I love this. Yeah, I think Amy Lee is perfect. It definitely carries the weight of what the outro is for mm-hmm. the anime. Mm-hmm. Skylar, who did you pick? I went with Skylar Gray. Oh, an um, equally understandable choice. Uh, specifically, partly cloudy with a chance of tears. I think Skylar Gray, the I think, is a phenomenal choice. Mm-hmm. I think I really my like only this one. downside to Skylar Gray is the same reason I didn't go with my backup choice, who was Dido, which is they put oh. so much extra stuff in their music. Yeah, um, that's that fair. I think it takes away from like the raw the emotion vocal. of the vocals that you're trying to get from Mizuki's vocals. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I still think she's a phenomenal choice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I went through a really huge Skylar Gray phase. So when the intro came on, I was like, oh, okay. So I know who to go with. Oh, so I love those moments. Skylar's like, and I'm I only that... a fan of people with the same name as me. <laughs> it's I true. Can, I could only listen I to only people follow who... Skylar's yeah. <laughs> on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm only friends with Skylar's on Facebook. It's like a whole Honestly, thing. Honestly, there was a boy Skylar that I'm friends with at work. And anytime we see each other at work, I'd be like, hey, boy Skylar and he'd be like hey girl Skylar and then um, we both spell our names with an A so we're just like we're the E Skylars are inferior sorry E Skylars get good (laughs) 
That's like Sophia when she was like, that's Sophia with an F energy because she was Sophia with a PH. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a Skylar with an A energy is the good one. It's like the difference between like a September Libra and October Libra. Night and day. Or a January Aquarius <laughs> and a February Aquarius. It's truly. Oh, yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this tweet recently that was like red flag and green flag for the signs. And it was like, you know, uh, August Virgo versus uh, September Virgo, all those. And mm-hmm. I will say all three of us were in the green flag category. Just saying. Hell yeah. October Listen, Libra. It's, it's science. You can't argue with science. Mm-hmm. Can't argue with science. And you can't argue with how good all of our choices were here today. <laughs> that, is a good yeah. so- good, that is a good spot to close out our music segment with some great choices here for 3Bun29BO and Avid. All that's up to do is take a quick break and watch some additional clips, some additional context, and get Lauren's closing thoughts on 86 so we can 86 this episode. So we'll ah, be right back yeah. after we do that. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We are Lauren some additional clips, some additional context, some additional casualties, some additional big lessons, some additional huge moments. And tell me, Lauren, throughout mm. all of that, 86 obviously is a very weighty anime. It doesn't shy away from showing very dark and gruesome realities of war, racism, genocide, and everything in between, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Throughout all of that, you still have those like fun moments, uh, but they're, you know, there is lights in the dark uh more so than as distractions from it Mm -hmm. and i think overall you know it tells a very compelling story but that's just my thoughts i'm curious after all everything you've seen what your thoughts are as i ask you the question lauren would you keep watching 86 um i mean this is a very a very heavy anime like you said with a lot of very intense lessons and very uh dark scenes but the characters are there the storytelling is very compelling and i'm very curious to find out what happens to all these people even if it probably ends in sadness um so yes i would keep watching 86 you absolutely love to see it skylar this is also your first time watching 86 would you also keep watching 86 oh yeah definitely i already have plans to keep watching Oh, perfect. You love to see it. Ugh. Gold Star Anime, Kawaii, does it, Kawaii Success in the book. Yay. You know, uh, it, it's a great story. I started watching it um, to record this episode and obviously just continued on. I really mm-hmm. loved everything I saw. It got me hooked pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I have to ask a question. Uh, Lauren, who's your favorite character? I mean, it was Shin, of course. Um, but I also really like Raiden. Raiden and Shin Ugh. are a top notch. I really love, uh, I really love them both. But yeah, yeah. Shin, Shin just, Ugh. you know, he's such a good leader and good mm-hmm. commander. Mm-hmm. He really cares for his troop and they really respect him. It's He's a great character. Yeah, right. I love him. Uh, yeah. Skylar, what about you? The cat. I knew you were going to say the cat, but I, if I, I knew if I like insinuated it and it, I was wrong, it would be like, wow, PJ, really? The cat? But I knew it was the cat. It okay, had to be the listen. cat. And like a lot of times I'll use the cat as like a joke answer, but like this cat really brings like a ray of sunshine and like levity to these people's, <laughs> to these people's lives. Yeah. And I love it. It's so cute. And they better not kill this cat. Oh, no. They better not. <laughs> God. Uh, How about you, PJ? Well, all of that said, a Kawaii success in the book. Your favorite <laughs> characters on luck. <laughs> Seems like there's only one thing left to do. Um, what can that be? All right. It's time for Is There an MV for That? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Lauren and Skylar, you know the rules. Give me your songs and artists for 86. Lauren, kick us off. Um, I know that this artist is probably used a lot, so my chances are probably pretty high, but I like the song paired with the anime. I ended up going with Natural by Imagine Dragons. All right, Lauren. It seems like there are at least four ambies oh, to natural hell for yeah. 86 wow. by imagine dragons so that gives you three points in the book whoop, whoop. continuing strong here on mecha month hell yay yeah. look at me go you absolutely love to see it skylar let's see if you can keep that trend going so i wanted to keep it kind of like in the haunting kind of area mm-hmm. and i feel like it is more modern, right? Oh. Well, I mean, this anime is when from I say last more, year. When I say more modern, I mean like last year modern. Like, yeah, oh you mean when God, this anime God. came out? Yeah, yeah. It was like really the last two years modern. It was so 2021, right? Yeah, so 2021. <laughs> so yes, I went with Billie Eilish and Khalid. And their song, Lovely. Mm. Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, God. Oh. It's a very emotional AMV. Yes, there are uh, there are at least two AMVs to Lovely Woo! by Billie Eilish and Khalid for 86, including one that's a metal cover of Lovely. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. But all of that said, uh, that is three points in the book. You Yay! absolutely love to see it. A double three-pointer. <laughs> How could you make this any better? Oh, I think I might have an idea. Lauren, it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus round. Do you think Mm -hmm. there's an AMV for the anime 86 to Evanescence? Bring me to life. Use your Evanescence. All right, Lauren, is it there? I think this anime is too new, so I'm going to say no. Wow, you know, I'm surprised because, I mean, it's such a dark anime. You've seen so many people die. I know, I know, I know. But I just, it's it's too new. I think that's what I'm banking on. I respect that. I think it fits. I think it would make a great AMV. I don't think it's been made yet at the time of recording. I was positive this is where your eight Evanescence would finally fail you, but it has never led you astray because you are right. There are no AMVs <laughs> to Evanescence Bring Me to Life to 86. So that is four points. Honestly, I'm just in impressed. the book, locked in for Lauren oh here my today. God. I don't know how this Like is. Icarus <laughs> flying too close to the sun, no, someday then, you what? will burn and you will plummet. But That's that day is not, not today. No. That is four points in the book, a Kawaii <laughs> success in the book, and another successful journey through one of our Gold Star animes. Lauren, thank you so much for taking this journey with us. Thank you so much. I learned a lot, um, and I'm excited to keep learning more. Yeah, I yeah. thought this was a great time, Scott. I thought this was a great time, <laughs> and I hope that you also thought it was a great time. But more importantly, I hope our listeners thought it was a great time. Hope they had a good time, a fun time, and 86 that soda time. It's fun fact: 86 <coughs> comes from soda pop culture back in the soda fountain days. Wow, oh, interesting. Uh, I figured that out in research for this episode. Oh, hey, Gundam equals oppression time. 
Gundam, uh, you know, <clears throat> yeah, a mecha animes always have some sort of oppressive minor oppressed minority time because <laughs> they are, uh, con- you know, because most mecha animes are uh, critiques on the militaristic societies that they are a part of time, Ooh. and a cute little cat who's eating so much <laughs> eggs time. So many but- eggs. Until next time, we hope your wait <laughs> isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been Lauren. And you should probably Google if it's okay for cats to eat eggs before you continue to feed them I think them you eggs. can. I've, remember that super Google. fancy cat who eats like steak dipped in egg? That's true. That's true. Cats can't eat eggs. Bye, everyone. Yay! <laughs> she might be killing her cat. Anyways, oh, bye. no. Goodbye. Goodbye.